Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center and Contact Center podcast, where we try to give you some actionable items that you could take back into your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve your agent experience, improve the customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a 600-seat, wow, that's crazy to even be able to say now. We've grown so much. 600-seat call center outsourcer located here in, in Erie, Pennsylvania. I have to laugh, and I chuckled a little bit here in my opening. This is about the eighth time I've done that opening. You know, you guys are going to hear it once, but I've done it eight times, just couldn't get it out. And then when I did... I've done a, I did a full episode. I, I did this episode like five minutes ago, did the whole 17, 18 minutes, and then came up with like four or five things that popped in my head right at the end that I just didn't want to throw in at the end. So I deleted it and I'm starting over. So this should be an awesome episode because I'm doing it over. Um, so it's kind of funny. I guess it's Friday and, and that's kind of the mood my brain is in. All right, but let's get into this. Not to bore you guys, but I want to talk about handle time. And, and how to lower it, talk time, handle time, right? How do we get that down in our contact centers? What are some tips that I can give you, right? Some real actionable kind of plays, right? That you can take back when this is over and go implement to hopefully improve the the cost per call, right? In your, in your contact center. We got this, or I got this topic from a member of our SMS texting community, the Advice from a Call Center Geek texting community, which again, I implore all of you to join. There's over 200 members right now. Um, so if you have not, just text call center to 814-247-0366. Again, you're not going to get bombarded with texts and never sell. It's all content uh, related to the contact center. If you have any questions, you have a direct access to me. It's literally, it's my text number, right? So I see everything. I can respond one-on-one -on -one back to you um, or, you know, I can I can respond back to the group. But this came from the community. Um, and, the, and again, the question was, how do we lower our, our handle time, our talk time? So to get into this, all right, let's talk about the difference between handle and talk time, right? So handle time is the entire cradle to grave time period that a call was handled, right? So the time that the agent picked it up, started talking to a customer, all the time that's in the middle there. So that can be your talk time. That can be your, uh, your mute time. That can be your hold time. And then... It can be the after call work time as well. So all that time added up to the point where they're ready to take another call is really the handle time, right? Talk time is just the, the time of period that they're really talking uh, talking to a, to a customer, right? So, and obviously then your whole time, you, you kind of get what that is. So the first thing that I like to do when I see a, a trend upwards of our overall handle time is to break the calls down, 
right? And I'll pull a report that shows my talk time. Uh, it'll show my hold time, after call work time. We can look on uh, speech analytics and see how much silence is happening, right? Which are all, you know, little bits of information that we can kind of parse out what's happening on these calls and why our handle time is going up. For example, obviously, if we see a lot of hold time, right? And I think hold time should be almost zero, right? I get irritated in my center if we have a program that, you know, is above five seconds of hold time on average, right? I think hold time is a, you know, there, there's either a lack of training, right? Or there's there's different types of calls that are now coming in that we weren't ready for, right? They're kind of a red flag. And it's one of the biggest detriments to customer experience. So you want to make sure that your whole time is as low as you possibly can get it. And if it's not, you got to find out what you need to train or what you need to work on. That's, you know, one of the biggest tips. It's obvious, but it's a lot of work. So people just put their head in the sand. They don't look at it. Um, the other thing, you know, I'll look at, we can actually look at the mute time with our phone system, right? And, and looking at speech analytics, how much silence time um, is happening. And that's kind of the same. I kind of correlate those two with mute. And then the number one enemy of handle time, right, other than your whole time is your after call work. After call work, there's a lot of layers to unwrap there, kind of like the onion, right? That's trying to peel some of those back. So number one is, are you making your reps be an after call work? Meaning, is there excessive memoing and excessive work that has to be done on an account, on a Salesforce screen, on a Zendesk screen in your CRM when the call's done? Right. And we're going to get dig more into that when I kind of break these calls down here in a second. But that's one way. Are you doing that? All right. Second of all, on the flip side, is the rep doing it? Right. Are you constantly having to struggle and say, hey, guys, get out of after call work? Right. Can you please go available? Get out of after work. It's like the, the call center, you know, I don't know. It's a pain in the rear. Right. It's been a, an age old problem. You know, make sure that you have a phone system or you're looking at your phone system to say, okay, you know what? On average, my reps only need 15 seconds of after call work. And guys, you know what? They need a little bit, right? They need to be able to at least take a breath or two, right? Before they move on to the next call. So I'm not saying you should have zero, but for us, we normally set it at 15 seconds and under if we're doing a good job with all of our memoing and all that, right? And literally they can go available, right? Or at 15 seconds, it's the, the our phone system is automatically going to put them back in. Some of it's eight seconds, some of it's 30 seconds, you know, it all depends. But make sure you're trying to do whatever you can from a technology standpoint to limit your after call work. All right. So let's say that you've broken all that down. My after call works good, Tom. We're These reps are highly trained. Um, something's going on, right? So if you think it's a, it's not a, I don't want to say a rep issue, that's not fair, but something to do with a, with a human, right? In, in the actions that we're taking, then we have to look at what you're doing from a process standpoint of your actual phone call. So if I think we have a phone issue or a, a program issue, what I like to do is then break the calls down, right? So, you know, we'll listen to a bunch of calls and, and then we'll whiteboard it. And I'm going to keep this super simple, but I think you'll get the point. So let's say we have an intro, right? Or a verification piece, right? To a call. And then maybe there's an opening. And actually, it's probably the opening first and then the intro or verification. Um, so let's say it's that opening, intro, verification. Then we have an issue handling and resolution. Maybe there's a cross-sell, upsell. There's a, a memoing piece, right? That we have to do. And that's kind of part of your after-call work. All right. So that's that's our that's our customer service 101 phone call that we're taking. So the first thing I'm going to tell you to do is... When you're talking about, and, and again, we'll talk about the greeting here, or the opening here in a second, but 
technology can either really hurt you here or it can really help you. So when you're talking about an intro and you're talking about a verification piece, how many of you are still doing this where you're asking your customer for account information in the IVR, right? So you want their social security number, you want their account number, you want some piece of qualifying information on them. And then when they get to the rep, right, the rep's asking for it again. So that's that's a double whammy on talk time. And the obvious piece of this is, yes, the rep now needs to ask for that information again, and they're going to enter all that information. So that's probably another 25 seconds that you could have, eh, maybe 20 seconds of, of talk time that you could have taken off right there. But you know what happens, and it happens all the time, is every other call, the customer actually asks why they have to do that again. Uh, you know, hey, rep XYZ, uh, I just gave all this information in the IVR. Why am I telling it to you again? So right there, that was about six seconds, right? Then the rep has to respond. Yeah, we're very sorry, ma'am. You know, there's been a problem with that coming over to us. So we just want to re-verify it or whatever kind of lie that you're going to give the customer because that's kind of what you're doing because you know that it's never come over, right? Um, It was always something that IT wanted to do, right? But they never got to. We got one of those. So no, I get it. I know it. I've been there, lived it. Um. So that's a huge piece, right? Is your is your technology from a verification standpoint helping or hurting you? You can do a lot with talk time when it comes to that. The opening, right? Please don't have this very robust, annoying opening, right? Where you say something like, and this is not going to be very eloquent, but thank you for calling X. I love to use XYZ today, I guess, but thank you for calling XYZ Bank where your service is our priority and we try to do what we can for our customers, right? You know, something like that. One of those taglines, it's annoying. Customers don't really care about it. They just want their problem solved. And really all it does is kind of irritate a customer. Although, you know, someone in marketing is probably feeling better because, you know, they're trying to get that message out, right, to uh, to all the customers. So again, I think from a, from a handle time perspective, from a customer experience, you should keep it simple, keep it right to the point. Thank you for calling XYZ Bank. My name is Tom. How can I help you today? That's it, done. Right, build a little bit of rapport. Make sure you have your name out there, but don't go into this long-winded thing. Again, we just saved another six and a half seconds. Okay, now when we get to the issue handling, if we see that and we're listening to calls and there's a ton of questions that we're not ready for, right? We need to obviously make sure that we're going to look to train some of that. I would also say have some type of KMS that you start to build, right? Knowledge management system. There's a lot of very inexpensive ones out there that you can start to input questions, right? And you can search, right? So if if a rep, a rep can't know everything. They can know most things, but they need some support and some help as well. So, you know, if there is some vague questions, you can start to really every single day just add three or four or five questions into your KMS. And you start to build this awesome, huge repository of questions and answers, kind of like your own like Quora, right? And then when, when those things come in, you don't have to say, okay, can you please hold ma'am? wait for a supervisor. Supervisor really doesn't know the answer. So then they go into their tool to find the answer, tell you, and again, they're on hold now for 38 seconds. Big deal. All right. So again, I would say a a knowledge management system, um, even if you have some basic things, is is a really important and really cool tool. When it comes to cross-sell, upsell, I will tell you cross-sell and upsell, I'm I'm all for it, right? As long as they're done the right way. And, you know, the, the product kind of somewhat matches the, the type of call that's coming in and it's not off the wall, right? That's a whole nother probably topic and podcast. Um, but I would say from 
make sure that the cross-sell and upsell is working from a conversion standpoint. There's so many um, organizations that we have seen that just have had this legacy product that they try to sell at the end. It doesn't convert. And really, it only ends up costing the organization money because it's adding another 45 seconds of handle time or 30 seconds of handle time um, to the actual call. So making the calls longer, um, obviously your cost per call is going up. So again, make sure that it's worth it. And sometimes it's, it is worth it, right? You want a longer handle time to make sure that we're getting that cross selling upsell because it's so profitable. So sometimes, you know, a longer handle time is actually going to make you money because they're doing a good job on that, on that cross seller upsell. All right. So then, you know, we kind of have our close, right? You're always going to ask the customer if there's anything else that they can help you with, right? So you you, you don't want to take that off. I've seen people kind of take that type of ending off because they just want to wrap the call up, which is which is crazy because customer experience trumps should trump everything. And then we get to our best friend after call work. So a couple ways that we can, you know, make after call work as low as we possibly can. You know, the, the main thing that when reps when they're done with calls, they need to do some work, right? And a lot of that comes with memoing, right? So memoing your Salesforce, memoing your, memoing your Zendesk on, on what actually happened. So there's ways that you can auto memo, right? That you have a kind of a program that takes everything that happened and all the keystrokes that you did and kind of just fills out a and sees that, you know, the customer's name was changed and the address was updated, right? And we put that in, into that auto memo field. A lot of times you don't have that though, Right. And you need to memo yourself or the rep needs to memo themselves. So the biggest way to save time here is to make sure that you have a good kind of acronym dictionary, right? So maybe customer isn't customer, it's it's C or CU. Um, account is AC or ACT, right? Something like that, that you can make paragraphs that a rep might need to, to type out as short as a half a sentence, Right. Just make sure that everybody's using the same terminology, right? I've seen that a lot too, where, you know, rep A is using CU and rep B is using CUST for customer, right? It gets confusing and your higher ups will get annoyed when they have a, a customer issue and they can't really understand it. So you need to train that. You need to, to pull reps, you know, kind of train it and then have a little, uh, kind of a little dictionary right to the, you know, with them, at least at the beginning that they can see maybe hanging in their station or, or at home or a little post-it uh, to make sure that they understand, you know, what the, the proper terminology that you guys are using are. That's a big way to to make sure that you're lessening your after-call work. The other way, as we kind of talked about, is just just program it out, right? You can program it out to make sure that um, if it's 14 seconds or if it's 13 seconds or if you think it's eight seconds, whatever it is, give your rep a breath and then we, we got to go. All right. Um, you can also look you know, really at your occupancy as well, right? So occupancy is another number that's going to tell you how efficient you are. And if maybe we have longer after call works or or if we have some issues that are, you know, not in that talk time, not in that kind of revenue producing period or kind of helping period, depending on what type of call center you have. For me, it's, it's revenue producing, especially if we're, if we're talking by the minute, right? And we want to, you know, be efficient to a, to a certain number, a 70%. 75% of our of our time needs to be in that in that talk time kind of area. So if we're not, that's another kind of red flag to to what, you know, what's going on with our our after call work or, or those types of of things. So again, I guess that that's kind of my tips. I think it's just important that you kind of look at each piece of your calls if you think you have issues. I will tell you 
90% of the time it's training and it's educating your reps to not put people on hold, to have them just be able to talk through you know, all those issues instead of having to look for them or, or get a supervisor on the phone. That's your number one you know, issue with handle time. Number two issue is after call work. Number three is not having the proper verification greeting in your opening at the beginning. Um, if you can kind of make sure that your reps are, are totally uh, trained properly, um, that the new types of calls that are coming in, you're, you're training, um, that you're, you're handling your wrap time, your after call work, your auto memoing, you're, you're doing whatever you can for there and then programming them to get back in. And then your verification, your opening, you shorten up as much as you possibly can. I mean, you guys can take, you know, 25 to 30, 45 seconds off of calls if you really streamline the process of all that and train that, that stuff all the way through. So again, I hope this, this can kind of save you some money. I hope you can take some, some extra calls, maybe don't need as much headcount. If you can implement some of these things, it's an important piece. Just, I would just caution you, do not, do not rush or really force handle lower handle times at the detriment to customer experience, right? If you have a call that takes eight minutes because you have to get through all these things and you want to get it to six, it's probably not going to happen, right? It could, but your customer experience is going to be, is going to really go down. Your CSAT scores, your NPS, your your agent sentiment, your customer sentiment scores are, are going to drop as well. So again, I hope that's that's helpful. I'd love to you know hear from you guys as well on some of the tips that you guys have to, to handle and, and kind of lower your handle time and, and your talk time. But hey, uh, guys, just real quick here at the end, I'd love if you can please, if, if I have added any value to you whatsoever, um, if you can please go on and, and especially on iTunes, if you can post a review and kind of type what you like, what you don't like about the podcast, I would really appreciate it. Join the texting community, join that Facebook, Advice from a Call Center Facebook community as well. Have a great weekend and I will, uh, I'll talk to you guys all next week. I think next week we're going to, we're going to focus on calibration sessions and monitoring and using live calls versus recorded calls and kind of how that should all play out and give you some ideas on some of the things that we do and how we involve our reps in some of our our quality and our, our client monitoring sessions. Have a good one, guys. Talk to you next week.